Good. All right, so once, a, once again, so glad you're all with us. Uh, welcome to New City. Uh, my name is Kenny. This is Vince. Uh, we're both pastors here at New City Church, uh, if you didn't already know that or if we haven't met you. And um, we're doing, uh, you know, we just sang some songs, and you guys know we're, we're rolling with the punches today. We don't have the sound system, but we sang some songs together. We're about to do a talk. Um, and, and not having the sound system today actually kind of rolled into what I was already going to say this morning was just, hey, when we come here every week, what's the point? What's the point of all this activity? I, why do we get up early? Why do you get your kids ready? Why do you get in your car and head over here or walk here or whatever it is? Um, what's going on? Because um, I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in just going through the motions of being part of a church. Yeah. Now I really don't know about you. I didn't hear any amens or nothing. I don't know about you, but when this church begins to be just about going through the motions of being part of a church, I'm out. Because I'm, I'm here because of God's grace and what He's done in my life and because I want to share that with other people. And because God has called us as a church to, to be centered around the gospel, that Jesus is what unites us, and that we live this thing out in community, and that we live for the life of other people on mission. Sorry, I'm starting preaching just right from the get-go. Go for it. Right? But um, we're here today because, and, and we're doing a little bit of a unique approach. Uh, some, of you guys, some of you guys know that Vince and I used to co-preach a long time ago, pretty often. Um, and last week was the first time we've done it in over three years. And the reason we've done that is because we're taking this unique approach because it's got a unique topic, which is church membership. And uh, a lot of times, you know, you think church membership, and it's not super exciting. Um, but for us, we, we feel very excited about it and very excited as the Holy Spirit is leading us to this next step of what we do together as a church. And um, so last week, if you were uh, here... Um, this is going to do a, a very quick re recap in a second. But today what we're doing is we talked about why membership last week. But this week we're talking about how to become a member. What does that look like? Because this is the first time we've ever done this. We've been a church for over three years now. Um, and we're going to go into a little bit of the story as we're going to talk about, hey, how do we, how do we start this membership thing? And how do we recognize what God is already doing? Um, and in order to do that, we need to talk a little bit about where we've been as a church, um, where we're going as a church, where we are now, what to do next. And so it's a little bit less of a sermon today. It's a little bit more of a talk. But um, hope you guys, I mean, already you've proven this morning your ability to go along with the flow when things are a little bit different. Um, and so hopefully you'll, you'll come along with us for that. Yeah. You guys ready? Cool. Last week we, um, just to recap for those that weren't here, we talked about the why of membership. And we read through Ephesians chapter 4. And the main points of the sermon were... were Really basic. Um, first of all, everybody has a head, right? That was the first point because the Bible compares the church to the body of Christ and it says that the head of the church is Christ. And that a church without a head um, or without dependence upon Christ is kind of like a chicken without a head flopping around the yard that's dead and doesn't know it yet, right? How many of you guys want to avoid that? I, yeah, amen. We want to avoid that too. So we as a church are depending upon the head, which is Christ. And the ways we do that is by trying to be centered upon the gospel. And everything we say and do 
and by trying to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. And that all of our structures submit to the Spirit. So when our sound system doesn't show up, we're not up a creek. We don't know what to do. Hey, we just pray. All right, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do today? What's next? And we depend upon the Spirit for our daily life as a community. The second part is that every head has a body. And Jesus Christ has called us. His body, we're interconnected with each other. Yeah. We're dependent upon each other. I need you. You need me. We are the body of Christ together. No one of us individually. And yeah. thirdly, the third point, so every body has a head, every head has a body, and everybody has a purpose, mm. right? God doesn't just have a body in the world to have a body in the world, right? There's, there's a point to the reason why God has a church. Yeah. The church has a mission. The reason for membership is the mission, right? The reason why we see Jesus come and he submits to the Father and he commits to his community and he's empowered by the Holy Spirit to go out and do ministry. And now he sends his body into the world, submitting to God and committing to one another and filled with his spirit so that we can go out on the mission of Christ. So the whole point of membership, the whole point of all this stuff we're talking about is to fulfill the mission of Christ. And, you know, if you've been around long enough, you know that churches, when we aren't living that way, it's unhealthy. Mm. When we're not submitted to Christ, we're not committed to one another. When we're not living for a mission bigger than ourselves, we don't have a purpose. We start to become uh, internally focused. You guys ever been part of groups like that? You focus so much inwardly that you forget why you exist. Yeah. And that's what we don't want to see happen. So in order to do that today, we've got to start by looking back at the past. How many of you guys know you can't really know where you're going until you know where you've already been? Yeah, it's important to know your history. So we just want to talk about where new cities come from. You're it. Take it away. Okay. It's ta- tag team right there. All right, so where did new city come from? Well, um, Discovered by the Germans in 1904. Uh, just kidding. Uh, I'm not even going to name that reference there. Uh, so New City, a lot of you guys know this, and so hang with me. And some of you don't know this, and this will be like exciting news for you. New City is a church plant from, that launched a little over three years ago from two other churches that merged together and said, hey, we want to be together. And those churches were called Anchor Gas Lamp and Kaleo Church. Oh, yeah. And uh, Vince and I were both in ministry with Anchor Gas Lamp, and many of you were there during that time. And uh, we've been in ministry together since 2009, but even a little bit before I met Vince, he and his wife Nancy had planted a Bible study in a bar in downtown <laughs> with the goal of meeting together, talking about the Bible, and seeing people come to faith in Jesus. And that's what happened. It was really cool. There was a lot going on. There was a lot of people coming to faith. Um, There was a lot of uh, uh, energy and movement and action. All right, well, then how did we get connected with Kaleo? Well, the first thing was Kaleo Church had been planted a few years before us, and they were already doing this thing, living on God's mission here in the city, and they hosted a thing called Total Church Boot Camp. And Vince had got invited to that. The, The leaders of Kaleo hosted this thing. Um, hey, what is the gospel? How do we live on mission? And Vince went there. He'd already been a pastor for, uh, for a few years, but he went there and he got saved. And, and, um, he got saved? I got yeah. saved, totally. I'll, actually, I'll tell the story briefly. Um, <laughs> so, I grew, okay. Hey, Tabby, there you go. So, I've grown up um, 
was kind of a gospel light version of understanding Christianity and Christ on the cross. Kind of like Jesus came to die for our sins so we can all go to heaven when we die. That was about it, right? And so now pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get to work living a good life, right? Mm. That was kind of what I had grown up with. And um, so I went to this conference to get tips and tricks for planning a really sexy church, you know, because it has to be sexy if it's in San Diego, am I right? Obviously, that's what we're doing here, you know. And um, all of a sudden, I hear the cross of Christ preached like I'd never heard it in my life. And how the good news of the gospel applies to everything and transforms everything. And I remember sitting there feeling the Holy Spirit move on my heart and like just like wiping away tears and like, holy, what in the world is going on? I'm like a little Pentecostal kid, like ready to speak in tongues because I don't know what else to do, right? And I'm looking around the room and there's all these like hardened pastors and church planners that are like, that is correct. That is the gospel. I'm like, what's wrong with you guys, you know? How are you not feeling what I'm feeling? And so I went there to get tips and tricks for doing better church and I left there not even knowing what hit me. My, my life just like, at a standstill, my heart kind of ripped out of my chest and laid bare, saying, I've been doing this for all the wrong reasons, and I had no idea the whole time. You know, so, anyway. So, he comes back from that, and he tags me, and he's all, like, babbling about this thing called the gospel and what we need to do differently. <laughs> and um, so, we start this, this mission of, of, of uh, living on mission here in San Diego. Well, meanwhile, on the Kaleo side... They were already at it. The leaders of Kaleo at the time were uh, Tom Fine, uh, who's still here and part of this church, and Zach, uh, Zach Anderson and the Anderson family that was here. And um, what we realized after a while is, um, as we started working together and being around each other more, is, hey, we have the same, uh, the same dream and the same drive for this city, and we're over here doing it on our own. We would get so much more done. We would be so much better together. And we started praying about, hey, what does that look like to merge? What, is, what does that look like? And, and for Anchor Gas Lamp side, it was, we had said that it was kind of like a, a bunch of energy, a bunch of moving parts, but there was also a bunch of turnover. We had uh, military people who were here and they'd gone six months, and we had foreign exchange students, the same thing, and we had people who were just moving in the city for a job and then moved out. And so we're, it was kind of like this core of Christians and then baby Christians or people who were just like being sent out. So God was doing a lot, but there was no traction, right? Yeah, it was, it was less like a family and more like an orphanage almost because there's tons of spiritual babies coming to Christ and only a few mature kind of Christians who could help raise them up into Christ and disciple them. So yeah, pretty heavy like, work. Yeah, bring them in, care for them, send them out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then Kaleo, we looked at them and they had, as a church, they had more like a higher percentage of committed Christians who were living this out, and were committed to living it out in San Diego, and saying, hey, I'm here, and this is my city, and I'm committed, and uh, it just made more and more sense as we prayed and felt led by the Holy Spirit, and so we merged at the end of 2013, beginning of 2014, and uh, we, we started having services together over at City College, and we got so excited, it was just like, man, this is amazing, we're going to be so much better together, God's going to do so much, we're going to triple in like three months, and then... And then we're going to take the city by storm. Gospel communities on mission everywhere. Right? So eight weeks into it, we lost our Sunday space. Yeah. And then we're like, well, what? San Diego, let's just meet at the beach. Right? <laughs> so we started meeting at the beach. 
And uh, uh, many of you guys were here in April for our first ever baby dedication at Vacation Isle. That was where we met that first summer when we had just merged and were so excited and then had the wind knocked out of our sails. But we kept meeting and God was faithful. But you know what? Um, before things got really good, things got really hard. There was just everyday stuff where people, you know, moved out of state or moved to a different city or something like that. And then there was, I know there was people too who maybe they didn't fully count the cost of like, hey, this is going to be hard. Things are going to change. It's a lot of things are going to be different. And then they were gone. And then, so we're losing people. Our church is losing finances. Eventually we had to tear down our staff so small. And, um, and the, uh, the Anderson, we even lost that elder. Zach and Natasha had to leave and they moved back to Florida. And it was just a really hard time. And uh, it wasn't just this amazing thing. But, but, that whole time, God was faithful. God was faithful, and there's people here in this room today that were faithful. Even when they didn't see fruit, they were still faithful. And uh, the scripture in Corinthians, Paul talks about, you know, I planted, Apollos watered, but who gave the increase? God. Y'all know? <laughs> Who gave the increase? God. God gave the increase. And, and it implies to us, hey, I, I don't, I, I'm not responsible for the outcome. I'm responsible for what I do to be faithful to what God's called me to do. And people in this church have been faithful to keep planting and keep watering and keep maybe adjusting the watering schedules or whatever we're doing. But God is the one who's bringing the increase. And God has been growing this church. And God has been growing the people in this church. I can tell you story after story after story of God's amazing grace being lived out and God's forgiveness and reconciliation that I had never seen. I've always grown up in church. But there are stories of forgiveness and reconciliation in this body that I've never seen before. And as we've been faithful, God has brought the fruit. He has brought the growth. He has brought the increase. And that's what's brought us even to now our Our gospel communities are growing. Our Sunday gatherings are growing. There's been a few of our GCM leaders that have said, hey, when are we going to start new GCMs? Because ours are getting too big. We need to plant more. And uh, we're just excited about what God's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and you say, okay, well, that's great, but where's this all heading? Right? And our hope has always been, and our hope will continue to be, to see the gospel begin to take root in San Diego and begin to bear fruit all over this city. That's our hope. And so, I mean, that's, that's what we're focusing on as a church. That's, that's our main goal. And the way we do that, you say, that's an audacious goal. Like, how do you expect to see the gospel actually start to transform not just lives or marriages, but an entire culture, an entire city? How's that going to happen? Well, the answer is the same answer it's always been. Yeah. Jesus had one plan for his church. You remember what he said? Right before he left... Matthew 28, the last words, he says in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. What do you think about that vision? The more people begin to see the good news of Jesus and begin to wrap their lives around it, 
It's called discipleship, right? They begin to say, hey, I want the gospel to impact and transform all of my life. And the more that spreads out throughout a city. So to where you've got artists and politicians and educators and businessmen and businesswomen living in light of the gospel, not just in a private way, but in a way that impacts the way they do their job. And the way that impacts how they create culture, right? All of a sudden, you start to see a city begin to be transformed from within. We want to see the gospel of Jesus Christ just saturate San Diego. That's why we changed the name from Anchor and Kaleo, and we didn't go with Ancleo. Yeah, we didn't go with Kanko Gaslamp. Yeah, that and was, it was highly considered. It was. <laughs> Kanko Gaslamp was a contender. Yeah, well, the crux. The crux. The remnant. We're the only ones left. Yeah, the remnant was... <laughs> we actually became the remnant for a minute. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. After we merged, yeah. We yeah, were... we went with New City, and the reason why is because our hope is to see the gospel transform this city. We want our church to be a city Amen. within the surrounding city that shows the world the love of God through the very way we live our life together. Yeah. And you can't just do that on a Sunday. You got to yeah. do that throughout the week, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's, that's Jesus' plan. His plan is to make disciples. Remember, there's no plan B. Mm. Plan A, only plan that Jesus gave us. I will build my church, right? I'm going to send you out to make disciples who make disciples for the glory of God. Amen. Mm. That is, that's the plan. And, but discipleship is often truncated. It's given as a list of rules for people. It's mm. not teaching people how to wrap all of their life around the gospel. So how do we do that? Yeah. Three words. Gospel. Everybody say it with me. Say gospel. Gospel. Community. 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 And mission. 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 All right. So that's, that's what we're about here. Whew. Man. I told him we weren't going to preach, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's getting passionate. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay, we can preach. All right. All right, so gospel community on mission. What, what, what is the gospel? All right, so if we're going to build a church around the gospel, if we're going to say we have a gospel-centered church, if the gospel's at the center of our faith and what we believe, then we better know what it is. Yeah. Because there's a lot of false gospels out there, right? I, I'm going to tell you, you're never going to hear on a Sunday sow a seed offering into this ministry and God's going to bless you. Because that's a false gospel. That's not the way of the cross that Jesus yeah. came to show us. Yeah. The, the way of the gospel, I'm not, actually, I'm not going to preach all the false gospels. I want to say, what is the gospel? <laughs> what is the gospel? There's a lot of things you could say about it, but the gospel is that we're you know, we're far worse than we ever dare think of ourselves, but at the same time, we're so much more loved than we can even imagine. Even once we believe the gospel, yeah. we still fail to grasp God's amazing love for us. Yeah. The cross of Jesus, he didn't just die here because people didn't like him and they didn't like his teachings. No, that cross is him taking our punishment. The cross outs us as sinners. Yeah. Right? Yeah. None of us have an excuse to act like we got it all together anymore. Yeah. Because the cross proves us wrong. Amen? Amen. But it doesn't just out us as sinners. It says, look how amazing God's love is for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just that he had to go there yeah. reluctantly. Yeah. 
Mm. No, but that he went there out of love for you yeah. and for me. That's the gospel. I want to read a passage that succinctly explains it. It's Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, and a few verses in, but it says this. The Son, that's Jesus, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. So I want you to hear right now, Jesus is not just a man. Mm. He's not just a human like you and I. Yeah. He is fully human, but he, the Bible says he was there from the beginning. Yeah. He's eternal. Mm. Jesus is God in the flesh, God the Son, who came for a reason, and he's worthy of our worship. Amen. Verse 18, he is the head of the body, like Vince was talking about earlier and we talked about last week. What's his body? The church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. That means he was the first to rise again to live forever. So that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things. Whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Jesus was not just a man. And Jesus is not here just randomly. He was here with a purpose. Yeah. He was God in the flesh. He came to reconcile mm. us back to God. Yeah. And how did he do it? Yeah. Through his blood shed on the cross. Mm. Why did he need to reconcile us? The next verse. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. Wow. Because of sin... We were far from God because sin cannot remain in His presence. And yet, Jesus came to reconcile us and bring us from being alienated to reconciling us and bringing us with God, with Himself. But now He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in His sight without blemish and free from accusation. Here's the gospel. good news. The gospel means that it's not about your performance for God. It's about Jesus' performance on your behalf. Yeah. It's not about what you can do to gain favor and to be right with God. It's about what God has done to make you right with Him. Yeah. Mm. Is that tracking? Yeah. yeah. And, and we, we preach the gospel because if you get that, if, if the Holy Spirit enlightens your heart to believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, yeah. it's not something you can just compartmentalize to one area of your life. No, it changes everything. Yeah. yeah. And it speaks to everything. I say the gospel isn't everything, but it speaks to everything. Yeah. And so when you come here, and you guys have heard this if you've been here for a while, when you hear us preach, we're, we're, we're going to talk about a bunch of different topics. We're talking about finances, we're going to talk about marriages, and we're going to talk about relationships or addictions or whatever it is. But, the, but we're never just going to give you self-help or good principles. Yeah. We're always going to say, what does the gospel say about your finances? Yeah. What does the gospel say about your marriages yeah. or, or the way that you parent? Mm-hmm. What does the gospel say about the addictions that you have mm-hmm. and how you can be free from it? Because, like Romans 1 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is what? The power of God for salvation. Yeah. To everyone who believes. 
that when we believe in Jesus, the power of God goes to work in our hearts. Mm. Amen? Yeah. So we, we proclaim the gospel here. You're going to hear it every Sunday. And uh, we love to have that gospel at the center because it speaks to every area of our life. Yeah, yeah. And so and that truth of the gospel, here's the deal. God hasn't just given us a gospel word and left it at that. He's called his church to embody that truth out Amen. into the world. Are we tracking? Yeah. So it's why it's not just gospel. It's also gospel community. Mm. The, the community is one that's founded upon the gospel. And how many of you guys know we need each other? You notice that Jesus never sends out people solo? There's no Han Solo disciples, right? He sends out people in twos, at least, right? All the time. Why? Because we need each other. I mean, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. (laughs) Right? Who, by my account, was the actual hero of every episode, right? Or, I mean, I guess I would say, too, that just being alone... Our, gospel, or, um, our culture kind of preaches a false gospel of individualism. You can do better on your own. Don't depend on anybody. They're going to fail you. They're going to hurt you. Don't depend on people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you saw Castaway, you know that's bull. <laughs> Tom Hanks turned a freaking volleyball into a human because he was going crazy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> do that again. That was good. Yeah. And I cried at that part of the movie. <laughs> Why? I mean, Abraham Maslow figured this out like decades ago in the hierarchy of needs, right? We crave community. Why? We were created for it. Mm-hmm. God created us for community. And we hit that really hard last week. I won't dive too deep into that. Um, go back and listen to the podcast. But the other piece is we need authentic Christian community in order to grow. But we can't have authentic community without the gospel at the center. Think about it. What resources will you have to forgive people when they do you wrong if you don't have the gospel at the center? Mm-hmm. I mean, generally speaking, when I see communities out in the world, you know what it's based on? We're all alike. We all think alike. We all dress alike. And the moment somebody's different than us, they're out. Or people tend to isolate. Mm-hmm. You notice that? People run from conflict. They run from community. We all have blind spots. Would you guys admit that? Yeah. How many of you guys know what your blind spots are? <laughs> no, you don't. Nobody, right? Because they're blind spots by definition. Nobody knows. We need community to call us out, to challenge us, yeah. to speak the truth in love. That's You're good. not going to be discipled without community. Have you guys ever gotten down and depressed and discouraged? Who's going to be there to lift you up? Who's going to be there to encourage you with the the truth of the gospel. We need community, and the gospel has to be the center of it. But that community can't just exist for itself. Lastly, gospel community, everybody say mission. Mission, mission. yeah. The mission isn't just to get people to live a good life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The mission is to help them see how Christ loved them, how he came and bled and died and purchased them back from the dead for himself and what life now looks like in light of that truth, yeah. right? That's what it means to have mission, to, to make disciples. As they're doing that, they're being discipled and God is being glorified. We want to see every aspect of our society influenced with the glory of God, saturated with the gospel. The places where we play and work and learn 
All these places in our society, the places we live, we want to see them saturated. Where that, Could you imagine what it would look like in San Diego if there were so many people who really passionately understood the gospel, that knew how to speak the truth in love, that knew how to follow the Spirit and were in love with Jesus. They weren't the arrogant religious people who were in the bullhorn, but they were loving people and building them up in every neighborhood, in every school, in every soccer league. Can you imagine if... A woman, a child, a man couldn't walk around their neighborhood without bumping into a believer and that being good news for them? Mm. What would it be like to see San Diego just filled with the glory of God in his people as we're not just gathering together on Sundays, but being sent out on mission throughout the week? That's the point of GCM's membership. GCM's is not, they're not about just being together in a holy huddle. Mm -hmm. Membership is for the mission. Yeah. And here's the deal. The last point I'll say is that this won't happen unless we commit to it. Yeah. 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 What great movements, what great changes. Can you imagine a city being transformed? That doesn't happen without intentionality and commitment. Yeah. Yeah. It needs commitment. So what does that commitment look like? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Um, if you guys have the uh, handout we passed out a little bit earlier, uh, I want to describe a little bit of what Vince just said. What does that commitment look like? Um, we're going to look at that membership covenant and just glance over that real quick because that's um, he's going to give some next steps after that. Um, but this is this is what we want to commit to as a church, and this is as we're saying, hey, as we're rolling out membership, we're recognizing what God's already done and people who are already living like this, and we're just saying, hey, let's formalize it. Let's commit together, right? So that's what that is. But um, if you have that, you can look as I'm going through. First of all is the mission statement. And that says who we are and what we're about. New City Church is a spirit-led family of gospel communities on mission. So we're led by the spirit. We're a family, um, not just an organization, um, of gospel communities on mission, making disciples of Jesus for the glory of God. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit always. We want to always have the gospel at the center. We want to live it out in community. We're not here for ourselves. We're here for the mission to make disciples of Jesus. Why? So we can make a great name for ourselves? No, it's for God's glory. So that about sums it up right there. That's who we are. That's what we're about. And then the next thing is basically who, who, um, who is membership for? And you can read that through. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but membership is for believers, right? So you have to have placed your faith in Jesus um, for your salvation and, uh, and, and be believing in the gospel that I talked about a few minutes ago. Um, believers who have been baptized. Um, if you're a believer and you haven't been baptized, let's baptize you. <laughs> let's follow Jesus' command and the commands of Scripture to baptize you. Today. Yeah, I got time. Let's go, right? <laughs> If you're, if you're a believer and you want to be baptized, um, if uh, new, membership is for people who agree with the basic beliefs of New City Church, um, which again is the gospel that I was just talking about, but also just the basic Christian beliefs of who is God, um, what, what is the scripture, what is the scripture's role in our life, um, things like that. And then agree with the, the vision and the mission of New City, which is incidentally all the stuff we're talking about today. Um, and then lastly, do you feel like God has led you to be planted here? You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like the Holy Spirit has led me to be planted here. I always like to say, bloom where you're planted. Anyone ever heard that? Yeah. yeah? Well, you can't bloom where you're not planted. 
It's a little basic, but you can't bloom where you're not planted. So if you don't say, hey, I'm going to commit here, and I want to grow here, and I want to play follow the leader here, and I want to grow in my giftings and use the gifts that God's given me for ministry here, then how are you going to bloom if you're not choosing to be planted? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Right? So that's who membership is for. And here's, there's four basic areas that we're asking everyone that's a member of New City um, Church to commit to. And once again, I already said this, but many of you are already living this out. This is not a new thing we're rolling out and like, hey, jump through these hoops. No, this is, this is the commands of Scripture for a church that's living together on mission, right? It's about as basic as it gets, okay? Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, the four things are, number one, I will protect the unity of my church. I will protect the unity of my church. How many know how important that is? Yeah. You, I will tell you, you will find out how important that is if you ever live through a church split. It's one of the ugliest things that you will ever see. And the things under that just talk about how do I protect the unity of my church? By acting in love toward other members? By refusing to gossip? That's on like just say no status, right? Just say no to gossip because gossip kills a church. Amen. God hates gossip. Yeah. If you don't believe me, read the lists of sins in the Bible. Gossip is in there. I'm refusing to gossip. And, and um, I'm going to play follow the leader. I'm going to submit to the leaders here. These are the people. Every Christian is required, is commanded by Scripture to submit to leaders. And so I'm saying, hey, even though the leaders here aren't perfect, I believe God's going to use them, and I feel called to hear. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to submit to the leaders here. Second part. I will share the responsibility of my church. How do we do that? Number one, just praying for your church. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Praying that our church would be healthy. Praying that our church would grow. Praying that the people, the members of our church would grow and that our church would grow in, in making disciples in number two. By participating in God's mission in San Diego, like Vince was talking about. By belonging to a gospel community on mission. We're asking every member here to commit to being part of the GCM. And that's why, as Vince is going to hit here in a second, um, we're actually doing this, this first rollout of membership. We're doing those membership interviews through the GCMs that are current, currently going. Um, by warmly welcoming those who visit GCMs and gatherings. Making sure that it's a warm, safe space for people to come and experience God's presence. Yeah. Right, whether we're here on Sunday or whether we're meeting throughout the week, whatever it may be. Third one, I'll serve the ministry of my church. How do we do that? By being equipped for the works of ministry by my pastors. Vince talked about this last week that our, we're not the professional ministers and everyone else is just volunteer. Right? You guys hear me? It's, it, this is not a pro-am. We're not the pros and you're the amateurs. No, the Bible is called the leaders of the church to equip the members of the church for the works of ministry. Yeah. So that means a huge part of our role is not just doing ministry and not just doing everything up here on Sundays, but it's helping you grow in your gifting so that you can serve God and other people. Yeah. Doesn't that yeah. sound good? Yeah. Kind of like, like a basketball game, right? It's like uh, we're not the players on the court and everybody else is in the stands. It's kind of the opposite. You guys are on the court. You guys are in the game. And we're kind of coaching and the water boys... It just came to me. It was a cool thought. It was better in my head, though. Tag me again. Tag me. Okay. Uh, just kidding. That was good. 
<laughs> so I'll serve the ministry of my church. The other way is just by developing a servant's heart. We talk about our identity in Christ as being a servant, like Christ was a servant. Uh, the fourth one, I'll support the testimony of my church. Uh, how do we do that? By faithfully being here, um, by attending on Sundays, by living a godly life. Uh, it's, it's not a good thing to say, hey, I'm a member of this church, and kind of show up and, 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 and show, show face, right? Look, look at everything together, and then go out in the world and live like crazy all week. Embezzled. That's not supporting the testimony of the church of which you're committing to. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? So we're asking for every member to, to, um, to show the fruit of a life that's heard and believed the gospel, which is constantly repenting of sin and believing in the good news of God's grace all over again. And we're asking every member to commit to that. And we call, you guys hear that, we call it, people to that every Sunday. Um, and I also support the testimony of my church through giving regularly, through first fruits giving, like the Bible talks about. Not just once everything is out of the way and I'm taking care of all this and then I'll tip God. No, but it's God's called all of us to give and he's called us to give to his mission through the local church of which we're a part yeah. and all sorts of other things. But we're asking that and we're calling just people to reflect the, the, the commands of scripture as as. Once again, as so many of us are already doing. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Then there at the last part, it just kind of sums it all up. Inwardly, I'm committing to, to constantly growing in love and in grace for others. And outwardly, I'm committing to those things of, of being part of a GCM, of being there on Sundays, serving the ministry of the church, and regular first fruits giving. And then should I fail to live out the above commitments, I welcome the encouragement, correction, and accountability from the elders and other members of New City Church. I want to say something on that. There, that is not there, um, and there will never be some kind of witch hunt for members. <laughs> hey, who's not living this out? Oh, no. <laughs> I had to turn around and see what happened. I just, I just heard sound. With the flannel. That's too real. But that, that's, yeah. <laughs> too real with the flannel. Right? That, that's not there for that. That's there to say, hey, how many know that, that we occasionally fall out of line? I do. I fall out of line, and I need people to remind me of what's good and what's true. And maybe if I have blind spots, then to say, hey, have you thought about it this way? Right? And even though it's like maybe like super basic, like, hey, did you forget that God loves you? Like, yeah. sometimes I forget that God loves me. Yeah. Right? And so that phrase is in there to say, hey, if I'm going to be a member here, I'm repenting forward and saying, there's going to be times in my life where I'm going to be out of line. Yeah. Yeah. And I want the other members, and I want the leaders who I've said I'm going to submit to, I know I'm saying right now that they're, they have my best interests at heart. Hmm. That's what that's about. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's not like a sign my life away. They're going to come hunt me down and, hey, we said first fruits giving. That doesn't look like first fruit. That's not that at all. <laughs> all right? That's not what that is. But that's saying, hey, what? Are you who, tipping? Are you tipping? <laughs> tipping God? That's saying, hey, what are we gonna, what are we gonna commit to, right? And who are we gonna commit to? Because yeah. it's, it's not just an organization. It's not just a Costco membership, right? This is membership of a body. Yeah, the family. We belong to a body. Yeah. Right. We're not just, as we talked about oh so often last week, dismembered body parts. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And so you might say, what's next for me? Like, okay, if maybe I'm interested in this. Maybe you're not. Maybe you are. Okay, if you're here and you are, what's next for you? The first thing is to read through that membership covenant and say, is this me? 
this is where I'm at. Am I ready for this? Am I already living this out? Or maybe I'm ready to take this step. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's great. We, we want to encourage you to do that today, to be thinking about that. And if so, our gospel communities on mission, our GCMs are lining up meetings right now. Kenny and I are going to be visiting each GCM and, and doing membership interviews and things like that. And um, so if, if you're not part of a GCM, you're like, hey, I'm living like this, but I'm not part of a GCM yet. That's your next step. Join a GCM. It's that simple. Do you have anything you want to say there? Mm-mm. Okay, cool. So, and maybe as you hear this, um, you say, yeah, that's me. I'm totally in. I'm already there. Great. Maybe as you hear this, you say, dude, I'm not ready for that yet. We're, the point of today is not to try to get everybody who's here in this space to become members. We do want to explain the benefits of membership, but, you know, for your life, for your personal growth. But at the end of the day, this is a safe place for you on your spiritual journey to just come and be. Mm-hmm. To come and sit, to come and rest, to be loved, to hear the good news of the gospel spoken over you, to sing worship. You guys are welcome to just be here and be part. You don't have to be a member to come and join into the life of New City Church. Okay, is that, is that clear? Yeah. And maybe today you're not even a believer. You're not even a Christian, or maybe you're not sure if you are. We want you to just have a safe place to come, wrestle with your questions, a community that you can walk on this spiritual journey with. And we can love you exactly where you're at, mm-hmm. just like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. You notice that about Jesus? He loves people exactly where they're at. He meets them right where they're at, but he never leaves them that way. He's always calling them higher, calling them deeper into the life of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, preach. yeah, I'm preaching. Okay, so. No, I said that'll preach. Yeah, that'll Sorry. preach. So shame. as we wind down, I just want to call your attention back to the gospel that Kenny preached just a few moments ago. Because it's the best news ever. That wherever you fall on that spectrum, that's good news for you today. Right? Wherever you're at on your spiritual faith journey, one thing is certain. Jesus loves you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Jesus loves you. He lived a life none of us could live. He died a death that I should have died in my place. Why? Because he loves you. And every week we come down and we partake in communion to remember the love that he had for us, that while we were sinners, while we were alienated, while we were enemies, he died for us in our place. So today I'm going to call you down to the table and I want to encourage you, if your faith is in Christ, to come on down in the face of your fears, in the face of your uncertainties and and your doubts even, come down and receive the life of Christ, live for you and give it in your place. Amen? Amen. Uh, Let's all stand and I'm going to call the... The band down. What we're going to do.